When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View, and I'm here with Joy Behar. This is Behind the Table. All right, it's Wednesday. It's everyone's favorite day because that means we have Joy Behar here with me in the podcast booth. Hi, Joy. Hi. Well, you shouldn't say that. No. I don't. All right, fine. It's, it's uh, well, I think, I, listen, people, I think the other hosts would also agree that it's always a great day when you're here. All right. I think you're entertaining. People love it. They would never say that to me, though. I think, they, I think they would. You feel like they don't compliment you enough? No, they compliment me fine. I'm not one of these people who likes a lot of compliments. No, I've noticed that. They annoy me, in fact. It's like, why are you complimenting me constantly? Yeah. No, you always uh, look at me with the kind of cross-eyed or if I'm I suspicious you. of it. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm gen- genuinely trying to get something if I'm complimenting yeah, you. But, exactly. Yeah, but, you know, it's always like the other day you. you told me Kim, you ran into Kim Godwin on the street. President of ABC News. Who, who had just run into me, and she told you that I looked like a movie star. Yeah, she told me that genuinely. She said she could, she said Joy Behar walking down the street looking like a movie star. I thought that was something, if someone said that about me, I'd want to know. Well, but I felt that you told it to me to ingratiate yourself to me. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I, I do try to ingratiate myself to you when I can, because uh, sometimes you come in in the morning, you're a little little cranky. Well, I'm not a morning person. I've okay? noticed. And ever since the August vacation, I haven't been able to get out of bed like I used to at 5.30. I get up like at 7 now, and I'm late. Oh, your whole, your, your REM cycle kind of yeah. changed? Yeah, I'm sleeping late in the morning now. Are you going to, what time do you go to bed? After Jeopardy, I'm in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Someone told me once that if I had something to tell you, yeah, it, and it was something that you weren't going to enjoy... I should never call after sundown because your mood got... Who, uh, me? Yeah. Yeah, it was never good to call you like... A, Who like, told you that? I'm not going to tell you. Well, I don't really like to work at, at night. Yeah. I mean, when I was doing stand-up comedy, I was working at night, and it was quite difficult. Yeah. There are definitely there are tricks with all of you, to be honest uh-huh. with you. It's not just you. Well, what's, what's Sarah's trick? Uh, Sarah's trick is generally um, you don't want to... You know, you want to make things kind of uh, positive. I think... Sarah responds well to positivity. She doesn't respond well to negativity. Uh-huh. With Whoopi, later in the week is always the time to ask her something. Never ask her something on a Monday. Closer we are to the weekend, mm-hmm. the more like, yeah, why not? Let's try that. That sounds good. Yeah, on Monday, hey, we're going to mix things up. Why? Yeah. You know, then it's well, harder. she's getting closer to her day off. Yes, I think that's what it is. Uh-huh. So everyone's got a little a right. trick. And these are things I've learned over eight years. Okay. Yeah. All right. With you, it's don't overcompliment. Yeah. Um, but try to engage on something that you're interested in, and it helps. Well, just do what I tell you also. Yeah, well, I know that's that's, <laughs> that's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking for. All right, back to the show. So uh, you have now given a shout-out to Taylor Swift twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah, which is somewhat... Uh, Taylor Swift, not something... I wouldn't know you were a Swifty. Are you now a Swifty? I'm not a Swifty. I don't even know what that means. That means you're a Taylor Swift supporter and fan. I, am myself, am a Swifty. Well, I'm embarrassed to say that I'm not familiar with her music. I think you'd be much more familiar with it if you heard it. I think, like, if that I played it... That would help. Yeah. But none of my Spotify's or my Pandora's have anything to do with Taylor Swift. All right, I'll send you my uh, set list uh, mix that you can listen well, to. Well, I'll put... I'm going to put her on my Pandora list. Yeah, I think you'll love her. So that I can hear which... I mean, I love these young um, artists. I love Gaga. Mm-hmm. I love Adele. Yeah. 
No, I, I think uh, she'll be right up your alley. But you love her because of her politics now. Twi- uh, Taylor. Yeah. Like I said, she could save the country. I mean, the girl is using her power for good, yeah. as opposed to these people in politics who use their power for evil. There's a great clip. I'll have to send it to you. But she uh, did a documentary, and it was about her life, and she was talking to her. I think it was her father about how she felt it was very important for her to speak out against Donald Trump, no matter what it did to her fandom, no matter what it did. And she represents all these young women out there who are going to lose their abortion rights, and they need to vote because they don't even know what it's like. I mean, I'm so old. I was, I'm pre Roe v. Wade. Um, All right. So speaking of Taylor, we talked about a hot topic on the show today. It was about Taylor Swift befriending the mother of this football star, Travis Kelsey. Don't believe, I can't believe you're doing this topic again, which it wasn't that great on the air. I thought it was pretty good on the air, but we're going to continue See, it this anyway. is where I disagree with you, because sometimes your taste level does not agree with my taste level. Yes, but that, that's, again, what, this is another conversation we've had often. It's not that they want to see you react to things. They don't necessarily, the audience, when I say they, yeah. the audience wants to see you react to things. They yeah. enjoy the way you react to things. Yeah. They don't necessarily feel the same way you do about everything. Of course, they right. shouldn't. So what's your question? All right, so the befriending of the mother. Now, is this something, did you feel, like when you got married the first time, did you make an effort to befriend the mother of your husband? Well, fortunately, she was dead. Well, that makes it easier. <laughs> All right. Well, what about what about your the control room is laughing. What yeah. about with your daughter? Did, did was were effort when she was dating? Fortunately, I was not dead. You were not dead. Thank and goodness. my my son-in-law came to me and asked me if he could marry my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I and I said to him, "Do you have any diseases in your family that I should know about?" And he All said, right. "No." Uh, I don't know if he was telling the truth or not, but he said no. And I said, "Do you love my daughter with everything you've got?" Yes, I do. Okay, you can marry her. That's an that's one of the hardest things to do. I think the asking permission. I, I believe in it. I think it's important. I had to do it with my yeah. in laws, and I had only met them one time before I had to come back yeah. and ask them that question, uh-huh. and it was stressful. I was really nervous. Um, as my well, uh, your in laws were like they're different from you. Yeah, completely they're different. different. From me. They're lovely. They're southern. Yeah, and, and um, it was also, I don't know. I I think I'd I'd be a tough ask for my daughters. I think like I'd be. Well, when you have daughters, you're very yeah. protective. I know. He didn't ask uh, my ex-husband. No? No, just ask me. Well, he, he read the room. Yeah, that's right. He knows <laughs> who's in charge. <laughs> yeah, I know, for sure. But I, uh, my, my father-in-law says I uh, wore out the linoleum pacing before I asked the question. So. You're supposed to do that when the woman is about to give birth, not when you're supposed to ask permission to marry her. I did it both times, I think, pretty much. <laughs> just a but, nervous But break. I definitely tried. I tried to butter up the mother. I think that's a, that's a good move. Did, uh-huh. When she was dating, did, did you meet a lot of the boyfriends before the son-in-law? Oh, she had some losers. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> she had this one boyfriend that she met in Canada. Oh, okay. And when he came out to visit us, we went out for dinner with him. And he ordered like three lobsters. He was so hungry, poor kid. <laughs> he was starving. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame him. Her for... very first most uh, important boyfriend, he was kind of, he was a sweet kid, but didn't work out. Yeah. All right, well. Yes, and the, and what do you call, what's his stage manager? Stage manager. Paul had, I don't know how, how many, many dates they had, but she went out with him too. Yeah. She, she had more boyfriends than I ever had. Every once in a while you blurt that out and the audience gasps. They're very excited. <laughs> well, she, he told me that this crew calls, go, go, go see what your mother-in-law wants. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. Yeah. Uh, all right, well. Now, on Monday, you weren't here, and generally you don't watch the show when you're not here, I assume, but we did a hot topic on... I don't watch it when I'm on it. True. That's good for me. (laughs) Um, We did a hot topic about a full frontal dating show. 
So this is a show that Sonny Hostin's watching. She's obsessed with it, where they have a woman goes on or a man goes on, and they show them options of dating, and they are behind boxes, and the boxes slowly reveal from the feet up someone naked, and you're getting a full view of their... You see his penis? You do. You see well, him, you see her. Is this? HBO, it's on Max. It's on the Max streaming oh, it's service. Like, it's like that movie that the Brits did. What was the name of that movie? Which one? Where they come out and they're dancing naked. Oh, full, uh, full frontal? No. no, full Monty. Full Monty. Yeah, well, sort of. <laughs> but this is, uh, yeah, so this is basically, you, you see them like from the waist down naked and you're making a decision based on what you're looking at. Wow. Now, you've mentioned before that you visited a, a nudist colony where you met your It was husband. not a nudist colony. What it was, was it? It was just a resort for singles. No, no children allowed. All right. I mean, do you think you could make a dating choice based on someone from the waist down? Well, all I'll say is that he was far away from me and I was impressed. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, we'll leave that alone. (laughs) This is Sunny Hostin. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' Group Text Podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. 
It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit. Uh, we had Cassidy Hutchinson on the show yes, yesterday. Yes, wonderful. Yeah, she was great. And you called her a brave woman for speaking out to Congress about Trump. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the interview? Well, she was very, very um, appealing and very important when she spoke to the committee. Yeah. So now she's sort of telling a little bit more about what, he, what kind of a jerk he was. And uh, it's kind of interesting to hear it from somebody who was right there. Listen, I knew him a little bit. We came on the show. I went to his wedding. But I was not friendly with him. He used to come down to catch a rising star sometimes with Marla. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of him. He's such a snotty uh, face he puts on. You know, he thinks who the hell he is. When I, before I worked here, I worked for The Letterman Show. And yeah. he was a, a frequent guest there. Mm-hmm. And he was always... well, Letterman did a great thing with him by exposing that his ties were made in China. That was my segment. Very good. That. And um, it was but one of the things I remember the most was that he would get on the phone and he was always like the last minute guest when we had nobody else. And who's in New York? Who oh, can we yeah. get? Regis uh-huh. is busy. OK, well, we'll get Trump uh-huh. for The Apprentice. And I did the pre-interview with him and the, I pick up the phone and he was like, Brian, The Apprentice is the number one show on television. I look at my notes, and it's about to be canceled. He can't not lie, the guy. I mean, it's a sickness to be to be lying constantly, yeah. especially when it can be so easily checked. Yeah. But um, I thought, so yesterday on the podcast, Alyssa and Cassidy sat here and, and talked through a lot of it. And it does seem, it's interesting, I thought one of the points Alyssa brought up, it's interesting that it's all women that are speaking out. Yeah, because women are brave. I guess that's what it is. Women are brave. The other big topic we've been talking about are these uh, accusations of ageism, the attacks on Biden's age, the yeah. cover of The New Yorker, which I know you were up in arms about well, yesterday. I thought featuring it was Pelosi. Rude. Pelosi. Rude. What is your bottom line? What is your take on ageism in politics? In politics or yeah. just in general? Well, I'll take both. Well, we're talking about ageism in television. Yeah. Do you remember when Sue Simmons was kicked off of local news, mm-hmm. but they kept Chuck Scarborough? Why? Yeah. She looked just as good as he did. I don't have any uh, insight. And I enjoyed watching her. And when they took her off, I stopped watching. That was pure ageism that went on there. Mm -hmm. Do you Um, feel like you've dealt with ageism? Well, I'm still on the air and I'm 150 years old. (laughs) So obviously it hasn't affected me. No. Now why why is that? You tell me. I think that your appeal is not tied to age. Right. Yeah. Miss Channing is ageless. That's Mm -hmm. from All About Eve. I know it. Miss Channing is ageless. Yeah, I don't think you're very different as a performer now than when you first started the show. No. Yeah. I'm the same person I always was. When you're talking about politics, maybe that's a different story. But to me, look, I always think of the president of the United States as somebody who manages the country. That's all. He has to manage it. We're going to give money here. We're going to show up at this, uh, this, uh, this flood. We're going to go talk to the UAW workers. We're going to make sure the children don't go hungry in this country. We're going to support capitalism, but with some help. Right. Okay? That does not make me, by the way, a socialist, in case you're listening to this. I have... Property, I am not a socialist or, or a communist. So get that out of your mouths, all you people out there oh. who are writing to me and calling me a communist. It's the stupidest thing. I'm not a communist. No. However, um, I do believe that Joe Biden has been doing a great, great job of managing the country. Right. That's all. That's all that's required. Plus the fact that he always has smart people around him. I remember when Trump was running, oh, we're going to have the best people. Yeah, really? Really, mm-hmm. if they do know what they're doing, they they, they, turn. they they turn on him. Yeah, I mean, they called him an idiot. Tillerson called him an idiot. 
Um, they said he was a moron. All these people who are now, ba- some of them are bowing at his shrine. Um, you talked last week that you were going to sit down with Henry Louis Gates Jr. for his show, Finding Your Roots. I know you can't say much until the episode comes right. out, but were you surprised by the revelations? Well, let me just put it this way. I was very moved by the revelations because my family had a very hard time. Don't give anything away, but yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that much about branches of your family, right? No. I mean, we, I only knew as far as my two grandfathers and grandmothers. Mm-hmm. One of my grandmothers, my mother was born, and then a few months later, her mother died. That is the wound and the tragedy of my mother. Sure. Because the woman has had to go through life. She did go through life with this heavy burden on her that her mother died. So I felt bad for my mother, and I felt bad for my grandfather, who had to go back and forth in steerage, back and forth to Italy. And he worked here in Pennsylvania, and so he had to travel a lot. There were diseases, all sorts of of, uh, plagues. I mean, horrible times they had. Very bad. Yeah. So, And, 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 And you're standing on the shoulders of these hardworking peasants, basically, who brought me to this position. I was going to say, look at what you've accomplished and imagine what but, they would say. And you, know, and you know what? I have to give this country credit for that, yeah. even though I find there are problems in this country, a lot of problems, which we talk about every day, especially if you're not white in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to give this country credit for allowing somebody like me who comes from a whole history of people who, have, who basically had, were dirt poor, who had to be kicked, who had to leave their own country, that's how poor they were, to open their arms to someone like me, who didn't have the legacy, did not have the background, I had no connections. I was all on my own. And yet my family made sure I went to college, they made sure I had a wedding, they made sure that I was healthy. So finding all this out, what's what's your takeaway in general? What's the broad uh, headline of how you Which I just this? said basically yeah. that I, I acknowledge the American dream. Yeah, well there you go. And I and I it hurts my heart to see these migrants coming here. Yeah. If they're not being taken care of. I mean, my family went to Ellis Island as is yours. And they were they came here legally. They should find a way to help these people to get here. You see them there are children. There are people who are working hard to to in their country. Look what happened in Venezuela. I don't want to go into the whole thing on migration, but I just personally speaking, it brings you closer in touch with the feeling of a sympathy and empathy for people who are trying to come here because your family did it. I'm really excited to see it. I think uh, Sonny's been on, is on the show too, and that hasn't aired yet either. So I want to get Henry Louis Gates. Whoopi had hers too. Um, all right. Well, listen. So that was. Uh, just two days into the week, we've got—you've only been here two days, and we've had all this stuff to talk I about. I feel like I'm here a month this week. I know, I know. We got two more days to go. Um, anything you're looking forward to? What are you? Uh, what's go- what's going on with you? My plays mm-hmm. are being done, which I won't promote too much now, but I will. Yes, I should really go for it. November third, fourth, and fifth. Mm-hmm. My p- plays, Bonkers in the Burrows, will be presented in the New York Comedy Festival. It'll be at the uh, theater on West Sixtieth Street. If you if you Google New York Comedy Festival, you'll see what the the ticket situation is. It's only fifty dollar ticket, cheap. All right, great. Yeah. I'm excited. Anybody? Uh... And it's far. Yeah, Susie Essman's in it so far. Mm-hmm. Renee Taylor is in it. Uh, we're gonna we're w- working on casting it right now. All right, and now you're not gonna play any roles. I am. You are gonna do I something. Am. Oh, that's exciting. Yes, I'm. T- I'm gonna play a woman who wants to contact the dead. All right, they're comedies. Looking for old boyfriends, or what are we doing? No, she has a bone to pick with the next girlfriend of hers. All right, I love it. All right, well, thank you very much, Joy. Always a pleasure. Tomorrow, we have Sunny. And in the meantime, please rate and review and follow us wherever you get your podcasts.
Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.